When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. We near the end of the season, or will it be the end of the season for Bristol City this weekend? It's been quite a phenomenal week. In this episode, we'll react to the Derby game, and then we'll be talking about the brilliant last 30 minutes at Millwall on Tuesday night. Uh, how will you join to watch that game? And some big statements as well from the Bristol City manager about his plans for summer. Gregor, you've had a busy week. Uh, Derby on Saturday, then you went to Millwall, then you went to Swansea, we'll come on to that. Um, Starting with the Derby game, was it just a case of it wouldn't quite fall? Because by all accounts, it wasn't a bad performance, was it? No, definitely had enough shots and... Yeah, I think Calarouz, who uh, is also, should mention, a, a player that's been linked heavily mm. with Bristol City and I believe they're looking at him. He's out of contract, I think, in the summer as well. Uh, yeah, Calarouz made the most saves this weekend. So, obviously, a lot of good stuff there from Bristol City. Certainly had enough shots. What was it, 24, 25 in the end? And, yeah, on another day, some of those go in. I mean, there were plenty of clearances off the line, unfortunately, for Derby. And, yeah, just just wouldn't go in for City and... Uh, yeah, fair play to Derby. They they showed a lot of spirit, and 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 then I yeah we'll come on to this. But I watched them against Swansea, and I thought they put in a similar kind of performance there. And uh, yeah, it, they really needed to get something from that from the game though against Derby, in my opinion, mm. to to really sneak into the top six. I think it's going to be tough now, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it sort of felt didn't it on Saturday? Maybe maybe that was. Game over, and we knew that Swansea had to get something from the Derby game. And at the time, I think it felt like quite a bitter blow. But it was a good performance against Derby, at least. But it's not good enough to have the performance and not the result at this point, is it? No, I mean, <clears throat> Derby only had four shots on target in the game. They scored two of them. Uh, Why was Nicky Mine pass selected ahead of Max O'Leary? Well, it's funny you say that because we sort of asked Lee about that today in the pre-Hull press conference and... I think he just wanted to go for experience and the, the guys who've been there. And it was a bit of a sort of a calculated risk is what the head coach said in, in terms of Nicky because he was coming back from his calf uh, injury and he's he's got a reoccurrence of that, unfortunately. So that ruled him out of the Millwall game. And and yeah, he probably won't play against Hull either. But I yeah, it's, it's, it's probably a kind of a moot point in a way because Max O'Leary has been fantastic. He's come in. That's been a real bonus for City this season. Did was it a huge? Um, did it did did it give City a huge mm. advantage playing against Derby with with main power and goal? I'm not so sure it did, and probably can't say that on hindsight. Um, but yeah, the head coach obviously just decided to go with seniority. And what do you think? Yeah. Do you think he got his team selection wrong for the Derby game? No, I don't. I don't think he did. I I think I think City have played well enough, as we've just said there, to get something from the game. 
Lee Johnson said after the match, you play that game sort of eight, nine times and you're going to win that game most times because of the way they play, the chances they've had. Certainly if you look at the XG, you know, which I love, then it says that on average City are going to score maybe two goals in a match like that. They couldn't and it's kind of indicative of their season, but it's a clear sign of where they need to improve. They just haven't, we've said this many times, they haven't scored enough goals at home this season, haven't got enough results at home. Uh, away from home, now up to 11 wins, which nobody in the league is better. Not even Norwich, West Brom, anyone like that. Leeds, Sheffield United. No one's had more than 11 wins on the road, which mm. City have got. So that's brilliant. Um, but at home, it's... seventeenth. Uh, yeah, 17th best home record. And we spoke about this in January, February time, that mm. that's where they needed to improve. They couldn't do it. I think... I think Lee Johnson's probably getting the most that he can from this squad, in my opinion. Mm. Uh but to go to take it further, then they need to maybe invest a bit, and uh, we'll just keep building, I suppose, really, mm. uh, which is what they're doing. Um, and yeah, we'll have to be a little bit patient. We'll come on to that. Uh, let's talk about Millwall on Tuesday evening. Uh, what was it? It was around sixty minutes on the clock. Was it just after that? Millwall had a penalty to make it two nil and to put the nails in the coffin for Bristol City season. That would have been that. And then Jamie Patterson. Oh, Who, man. by the way, I think has had far too much criticism this season. <laughs> hey, what did I say about him in the beginning of the year? Um, well, you, you know, I I admire Jamie Patterson. I think he's a brilliant midfielder. I don't think, in my opinion, he's he's been as good as he could have been this season. Um, I, I think if you spoke to him and asked him, then he'd probably say he maybe could have scored a few more goals himself. And in fact, I think he has said that in a roundabout way when we've spoken to him in a couple of the press conferences. Yeah. I thought he might be able to kick on this season, really revel in that sort of behind the, the striker role, the number 10 kind of position. And he has contributed a lot of goals. What Was that his sixth of the season um, against Millwall? Absolutely fabulous free kick. Oh. Um, there's not too many players Little who can messy. do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which was the better free kick this week? And yeah. it's a tough call. Uh, yeah, magic. And also, don't, um, don't forget, he set up obviously fam. For the winning goal as well, and that's why he brings goals and assists. I just think, just wish there'd been a few more this season because it might. But have do you been... not think he has been made a scapegoat too much by 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 a few fans? Well, no, I don't think so. Really, I th- I feel a bit on social sorry. media he's had quite a lot of stick. Okay, maybe I haven't seen that so much, but I, I think Fam has been has taken a lot this of flack. This is true, yeah. And on and, social media, he yeah. has had a lot of flack, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, and I feel sorry for the bloke because we, we're talking about this in the office today that basically you play up front for a championship t- team and it's such, yeah, it's, it's such a physical game as well. You've got so many flying arms and elbows and knees and heads Missed to deal games. with. Yeah, and, and Deju has been working so hard. I think he's really improved his hold-up play this year. Scored his 13th goal of the season today. I uh, miscredited him, I think, in the press conference. I said he'd scored 12 and he corrected me <laughs> good for him and said 13. So, yeah, it's been a good season. He's, it'd be great if he could get one more and equal. I think last year's tally, two more would be excellent um, to surpass it. And, yeah, City have now got to find, in my opinion, and someone else to to really show that quality up front. And uh, Patterson, he's still got a role to play, definitely in this team. He's good enough, well, he's scoring and assisting more than anyone else beyond, um, obviously, the front two. So, apart from Andy and Fam, so that's where City have got to improve. Mm. And looking back on that Millwall game and how pivotal that penalty miss... It wasn't a penalty miss, what am I saying? Max O'Leary saved it. Let's give Max O'Leary 
enormous credit for that back in the starting lineup produces that save could let's just think for a minute could those moments change Bristol City season or do you think it's too little too late well they've still got a chance but what we have to say obviously is it's only a small chance it's what 15 percent as much as that 10 percent okay going into Wednesday you went down to Swansea did you think that Swansea would get a result honestly Yes, I did. Looking at the home form, they've only they've only lost once since. Sorry, they haven't lost since at Boxing home. Day yeah. at, at home. That's right. Whereas Derby have only won once this 2019 on the road <laughs> at Ashton Gate. Yeah, annoyingly. So yeah, I, I actually thought they could get something. So I feel like you were a secret agent. <laughs> well, my other half was like, "How did he get in?" I'm like, "He's a journalist. He got a press pass." All I'm going to say there was a. Um, fair few strange looks I got when I went into the press room, <laughs> especially from the Derby media team, when they were like, "What are you doing here? We saw you at the weekend." So, yeah, no, um, I thought they might. I thought the Swans would get something, and they they did. It was great to see uh, Wayne Routledge slide in, stab home the out the of ball. contract this summer. Is he? Well, there you go. Might be. Be alright, Bristol C, wouldn't he? Pl- playing for a for a move. Um, don't know. They they need somebody bit bit old. Maybe a bit old. I, no, I wouldn't go for him myself, but they need somebody, in my opinion, out wide who's going to deliver more than four or five mm. goals, maybe 10, 11, maybe even 15 yeah. goals. If they could find someone like that, they're mm. going to be in a great position. Yeah, let's come on to that in a bit. Uh, let's hear how Lee Johnson followed the game. It's a funny one because I had, uh, on the radio, I was watching... Sorry, on the radio, I was listening to uh, the game. Uh, and then on the TV, I had Barcelona... <laughs> And Liverpool, and then on the laptop I had Hull, <laughs> and uh, I was also writing out the team plan. So yeah, it was difficult. I sent the the wife and the uh, little girl into their rooms, and uh, I was just bouncing around the room. But um, it's what it is, and we've taken it to the last day. The boys had to do their job against Millwall. I'm pleased that they did because obviously um, we give the likes of yourselves and the fans uh, something to get up for on the last day. You can imagine it, can't you, Gregor? Lee Johnson there, laptop radio on, and Liverpool on the telly. He lives and breathes football, doesn't he? The result went their way, but is it is it enough for them? Because we know what the situation is. They have to win. They have to hope Derby lose and that Borough draw or lose because the goal difference between Derby and Bristol City is too much. What do you think? I mean, you saw Derby now twice in the space of a few days. Will they get a result at West Brom? I th- I think West Brom will get something from the trip to Derby. I mean, I watched the Rams, obviously, against... Oh, it's at Derby, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. At, um, at Swansea the other night. And I thought they ran out of legs a little bit in that game. I had a few of the locals there saying, oh, Swansea have, have looked a bit leggy of late. However, I thought it might have been because of the two tough away games on the trot. But basically, the Swans finished probably the better team in that game, and yeah, it could it could be tough for um, Derby at the weekend, especially if if the crowd there gets a little bit nervous. West mm. Brom haven't got a huge amount to lose there, they, and they so, want to get third still as well. Yeah, I could honestly see them getting something. I thought they were a little, they maybe could have got something from that trip when they came down to Ashton Gate, even though the Robins blew them away with a twenty minute spell to go what three 0 up, and and then they came back on on another day. They might have been able to get back to three all in that match and the City were certainly hanging on by the end. So yeah. I, I, I like the baggies. I, I think they could be um, a tip for the, the playoffs. Not many people are saying that. Really? So uh, that's why I'm 
I think Villa. But um, okay, so let's say Derby draw. Borough at Rotherham. The old, uh, the old Zach Viner. Um, Come on, Zach. Might, might, might go in. I think I asked Lee. Aidan Flint to score an own goal and help Bristol City. <laughs> more likely, probably the other end, but and not help City. He's going to score, but, isn't he? Aidan Flint's going to score in the 89th minute and win it one 0 for Borough. I can see it being one one nil to Borough. Not, probably not so much Aidan Flint because he hasn't had the best season, has he? No, I've, a lot of fans have been on social media telling me how. He's just not been a great player for them, which is surprising when you think that the Pulis style of football should, should suit him. But all that said, Bristol City then have to beat Hull. Are yeah. they going to beat Hull? I'm not too sure. I suppose, as we know, they've won what, what these 11 games on the road, which is a fantastic record. Nobody's better. And yes, they could quite conceivably get a result up there. I wouldn't be surprised if it was only a draw, though. But then again, they, they probably want it a bit more. My editor keeps saying to me that basically this whole side is going to be ripped apart in the summer. I think there's some ten players out of contract. They're expected so they're not to, really bothered. They're, yeah, they're, they're expected to sell Bowen and um, is it Bowen? Yeah, Gerald Bowen. Gerald yeah. Bowen. Sorry, and, he's their best player. Yeah, and and also Nigel Atkins. I think is out of contract possibly as well. So there's a there's a lot of question marks up there. Are they going to be bothered? Not too sure. They'll either have that sort of freedom and play play well. But then if you look at how they were dismantled quite easily by Sheffield United last week, then we could see something similar there. I think maybe City can win this. I just... You I just, just don't think the result's going to go their way, do you? I, I, for me, the one the one to watch out for is Borough rather than... I, I could see Borough. I think they've turned the corner. I've said this for a few weeks now and I, I could see them winning that game. I'm not sure that Derby are going to win. Um, West against Brom. against mm. West Brom. Okay, Lee has been speaking ahead of this one. Um, but first, I just want to speak about Corey Smith for a minute and here's what he had to say on the midfielder. Yeah, he's going to... Unfortunately, it's, it's not it's not good news. Um, we, we lost him probably for five or six months. He's uh, had to have a, a plate in his foot um, to bind the metatarsals together and uh, pull the ligaments tight. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to take because it's not related at all to the previous injury. It was a unique sort of freak incident and accident and uh, one that he doesn't deserve and I don't think we deserve as a football club either given how important he is and uh, what key attributes he's got. Yeah, got a feel for Corey Smith, haven't you? I think the season, if he'd been fit, I think they would be in the playoff position going into the final game. I agree with you and I was a little bit worried when Corey was out for sort of seven months but then when he came back and played he great, didn't he? Yeah, he, he looked really back to top form and was really having a good effect I thought he was even superb up at Middlesbrough for that sort of little cameo he had up there in the 1-0 win Yeah, so that's a huge blow but City they, they've shown they've got depth this season so they can hopefully they can cope without him yeah. the all the best to Corey as well uh, this weekend then, yeah, team selection. What were you thinking? So, yeah, probably the interesting one is in goal and Nicky Mainpar, who's had this reoccurrence of the calf injury, which is unfortunate, but calculated gamble from the club. Um, it's that that end of the season we discussed it and probably Lee wanted to go with a senior man. But that means Max O'Leary, he's a, the perfect stand-in. He was outstanding. Uh, like we said, great save. Yeah, great little story about Max, actually. And again, I've got to credit my editor, James Piercy, because he's done this story. But okay. but basically, Max, I don't know if you know, saved four penalties in a row when he was at um, Bath City. Wow. So he's got, yeah, a good record saving penalties. Obviously saved one at Millwall. 
We, from what we know about Max, is he was he was a very good young cricketer, oh. and I believe he might even have had the chance to go professional uh, cr- playing cricket. Instead, he's going Chase down football. he's going down football. So we spoke recently to one of his old cricket coaches, who, who said, "Bear with me." He <laughs> he was a fantastic fielder, so he's obviously got reflexes. great skills. Yeah, reflexes from that probably ties in with the goalkeeping and and the handling, and maybe that's kind of helped him in this situation. You know, saving. I think he's done brilliantly, and I. Yeah. I, I felt for him when he got dropped against against Derby. Um, we're going to hear a bit more from Lee Johnson in just a second. He makes sort of quite a, a long uh, chat about this summer. But uh, funny this this week, wasn't it? Hearing him talk about what he does to relax at the moment, Gregor. Yeah, I didn't realise that Lee is such a big Game of Thrones fan. I think I saw it on a, there was a BBC Sport, or was it BBC Points West interview last weekend where he was explaining how he's... Game of Thrones series, and then even today, like before the the press conference for Hull, he was talking about Game of Thrones and watching the latest episodes on the team bus. As he Do you does. watch it, I don't watch it. No, it's not my. Um... I did see them all watching on the team bus, mm. but no, I don't watch it either. So we will never be able to chat to him about it. <laughs> we need to work, maybe we'll watch all six series and we can chat to Lee Johnson about Game of Thrones. Um, let's hear then again from Lee Johnson. This was Gregor. You were asking him um, really about the season. But it's quite, his answer is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's some clues here for the summer ahead and what the plan is from the club. And, yeah, we'll discuss it again in a second. I think there's been so many achievements this season. And I think it's a real collective um, in terms of... I can chuck a few out, you know. I think the minutes that our under-23s have played, both in the league, has been the best ever for, for Bristol City and the football club. Um, strides are being made off the field in terms of uh, facilities and infrastructure on the field. We've had some mad uh, statistics like uh, (laughs) New Year's Day wins for the first time in over 100 years and record transfer sales and and managed to get better as well. So um, there's so many areas to everybody's performance, players, fans... Uh, sort of technical staff, um, administration staff that have driven us on. And uh, I think I'm very proud of that. We want to finish on 72 points and hopefully that'll be enough. But if it's not, it gives us a fantastic platform to drive on. I will be bold in the summer. Um, I'll be bold in my presentation to the board because I believe that we've got the platform now to really kick on and kick on properly. And... uh, I think, like, like I say, credit goes to, to everybody, really, for what has been a good season. Yes, you look back at certain incidents and certain moments with that tinge of sort of what if, if you like, and certain decisions and Andy Vyman's three goals that have been chalked off and sendings off that wasn't and penalties that weren't and uh, missed opportunities by conceding last-minute goals and stuff like that, but... Uh, over the course of the season, almost every club will have that. And the important thing for us is that we're really aggressive in our forward drive and uh, we pick up that steam. I think there's a potential for the championship to stagnate next year in terms of um, finances because of, of big clubs' positions and financial fair play. And I think at that point, we can capitalise by making good decisions. And yes, we've got areas that we need to improve, um, but we are making huge strides to do that and uh, plans are in place in almost every week area to uh, to spend, to um, improve and to advance really into being one of the 
the most well-run clubs uh, in the top two divisions. Right. There is a lot to pick apart from that. Uh, let's start with the word bold, which he used. Sounds like he's really asserting his authority at Ashton Gate now. Maybe for the first couple of seasons, you know, maybe he had to compromise on a few things, would you say? But now he's established, he can go to Steve Lansdowne, he can go to Mark Ashton and say, right, if you want us to get in the Premier League, this is what we need. Will you give it to me? So obviously I've been in the press conference there with Lee and it wasn't just myself, but a couple of journalists noticed that he used the word bold like three or four times. And so that's obviously a message coming from the club there that they recognise they've built this really good position for themselves. And it has been a really great season. There's been so many positives. We'll, we'll be going through this at length another time. But it, they have done really well to rebuild in, in the wake of losing their three, four best players last season. Everybody goes on about three Big sales, by the way. I always think Horton Magnusson should come into that as well. As he was a fairly key player as well. But anyway, yeah, but we get, yeah. they've 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 rebuilt and yeah. So it's great that they're going into this last game of the season still with a chance of being in the playoffs and possibly promoted. That's unlikely to happen, but they yeah, the club recognises that they've got an opportunity here and will probably do a lot of business in the summer and. Yeah. Lee Johnson went on to say, I'm not sure if it's in that clip, but if not, that there are plans in place is the, ter- is the term that he used. And if you remember, we reported recently that we our understanding is, according to our sources, that yes, there are indeed plans in place and the club is, is going to be looking to do some big business this summer. So, yeah. Like he's going to be given the money as well, doesn't it? It sounds like he will get the money. Yeah, I, it's kind of a weird situation. He has to present to the board... Um, what his, his his plan is for the summer, and then it kind of gets signed off, I believe, by um, Steve Lansdowne and the Lansdowne family and other board members, and that will have to go. That will have to take place. But he's already making plans, and people will say, "Well, how can you do that?" It'll be because these kind of big transfers and things don't just happen that, like like that. Yeah, no, it, he's, it he's planning for life in the championship, isn't he? Well, I'm sure they'll have two plans. Well, in fact, I know they have two plans. Mark Ashton has said before they have two plans for every... They look at every eventuality. So they will have something in place for should they go up to the Premier League, but that's unlikely. But yes, even if they stay... We're talking really worst-case scenario here. Even if they stay down, they're going to be looking to recruit. And I believe they'll bring in um, some quality that hopefully will make the difference next season. What he said about the, the Championship stagnating there, that is a dig, isn't it, about the way the financial fair play rules are, the way that you've got teams that can spend so much and then, okay, Birmingham got found out. But that's his way of saying something needs to be done, isn't it? Yes. Um, Let's go back to the beginning of the season and remember Lee Johnson said that there were going to be several clubs who were going to be facing the music, not in those exact words, but facing the music in terms of financial fair play. Yeah. That has come about slowly but surely, and I think there's going to be more to, to come on that. We, we know a lot of clubs are going to be cost-cutting in the summer. I was speaking to my compatriot, um, I'm sorry, my colleague over at Derby, uh, Steve Nicholson, and discussing about what would happen with Derby, for example, if they don't go up. And um, they've got several players they might have to lose, although they've got quite a few coming out of contract. Sheffield Wednesday, another club who've got to yeah. cut costs. Aston Villa, if they don't go up, then they're going to have to cut, um, cut costs. Any of the big Premier League clubs who came... Well, I say big, but any of the Premier League clubs who came down are on parachute payments and haven't been promoted. Those parachute payments reduce each year, so they're going to have to cut costs. I think Bristol City are going to be one of the few clubs in the in a great position where they're not cutting costs and can spend, can go out and actually, um, yeah, flash the cash. 
Yeah, it was really interesting that the answer from Lee Johnson there. Um, let's hear from another manager now, because we heard a lot from Lee Johnson. What was it like going into enemy territory? I know we discussed you going down to Swansea. Was it weird doing a game there and being in the press with Frank Lampard again a few days after? Yeah, I didn't have a wig on or fake moustache or anything <laughs> like that, just to clarify. But yeah, I mean... It's Liberty Stadium, it's a decent stadium. There are 20,000 people there and two good sides as well. And I think Swansea will be in the mix um, next next season, but obviously it depends, like the oh, other clubs, on, on what they do. They're probably going to lose Dan yeah. James. And actually, I mean, for example, Graham Potter in the press conference afterwards was asked, is that the last time Dan James is going to play at the Liberty Stadium? And he said, who knows? So yeah, probably is. Going. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're going to lose a few more. But uh, here's Frank Lampard after that game talking about the playoffs this weekend and the playoffs, sorry, in, in uh, just over a week, wouldn't it be? Um, and whether Derby will be there or who will be there? Well, it's not must win on paper. That depends on other results. But yeah. from our point, must win because that would absolutely confirm it from our point of view because we are, we do have our noses in front. Uh, we know they're a good team. We know they're in the playoffs. We know everything. Uh, there won't be any relaxation from them as well. I think if you're a team like them who have got a playoff game coming the following week, they've had no midweek game, they have to stay on top of themselves so they'll give everything yeah it's on us now to try and get a result so you think Borough Frank Lampard thinks his side can get the win of course Bristol City there's a website called 538 we look at every every eventuality and they have a less yeah it's sort of mathematical kind of um, calculations and they calculate a one percent chance of of, 1%. Bristol, of Bristol City being promoted this season. That's promoted, not making the top six. Okay, the top so six. rewind it back. I reckon it's maybe 15 percent chance. But it's still a chance. <laughs> it's still a chance. It, it is. It's still a chance. You never know. They might do it. They might do. It. This is football. Anything can happen. We've seen it. Back to the cliches, but we've seen it so many times, haven't we? So who knows? I, I'm telling you what knows? will happen. Is I'm telling you, Aidan Flint will score and make it 1-0 for Borough in the 89th minute. <laughs> and Derby will draw or lose. It, and Bristol City will win, but it won't be enough. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So. Oh, okay, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing to be even talking about it at this point as we go into the final weekend of the season. We will be back next week when we'll either be looking forward to some playoffs or we'll be starting to sum up the season. Uh, Gregor, thank you very much. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.